Welcome back to Pop Culture Failure. We watch things pop culture, and then we talk about it. And I'm Sky, and I am Jake. And we're watching. Uh, we're almost at the end of the Mighty Ducks: The Animated Series. Uh, and this this one's episode twenty-four: The Return of Astaroth. He's returned. He's back. It, it's a callback villain from a, a different different episode where they before when they went into Dungeons and Dragons and Ducks. And now Dungeons and Dragons and Ducks comes here. Right to regular Anaheim and not. Dark World Anaheim. Yeah. Or whatever it was they called it. <laughs> was that a question? I don't know. Oh, okay. I got derailed. I was busy thinking about Dungeons and Dragons again. Um, so we open up and the ducks have uh, just come back from, like, the dragons were pulling a heist or something. And they took their technology that they made. Oh, yeah. I guess the dragons aren't in this one at all, are they? They're not. They're only mentioned. Um, and they took the some sort of technology sword stick that the dragons made. It was a stasis relay that they were going to use to steal energy from all over the world because I guess their crystals are out of power again. I guess so. And they bring it back to the Ducknodrome, and they're just like, well, we'll just put this in cold storage with all the other shit that we've taken from our adventures. And they go through uh, the different things that they did. Like, there's the, an orb from the future... Did they go to the future? I don't remember. I don't recall, but I, don't, I mean, probably. I don't remember that orb, for sure. Do you remember this guy's head? Remember that chrome or the copper robot that they befriended, who had like SWAT or something on his knuckles? Uh, yes. And it, like, he was like a like a bounty hunter, something like that. But he lost his body, I guess, and they recovered his head, and then they just stuck it in a closet. He seems happy. He's fully aware, but he's in a closet, and that's not great everyone like he's yeah it's great he's his programming makes him very polite jake that doesn't mean he's very happy i guess that's true because he's like hey it's great to see you but in a more polite tone it's great to see you because he's been alone in a dark closet for a month (laughs) fully aware oh the ducks were transported to a future where draganis had conquered the planet so i guess that's where they went don't remember that. It's episode 10. Sure it is. Beak to the future. Sure. I I have no recollection of that. I don't remember that. Do we skip that episode? I don't think so. I remember Beaks of the Future because, or the title, because I was like, that is what I would have called it if we had done the episode. And then there's also Astroth's amulet. And they just have a, uh, a little chit-chat about all the stuff that they've taken. And then they remember going into Dungeons and Dragons world. For a second, I thought that this whole episode was going to be a clip show, but only about one episode, which I guess would make it a rerun. Uh, yeah, that uh, with just bookends. But uh, Doug Orange was super into being in a swords and sorcery era, because of course he was. Uh, and they're talking about Borg, who's definitely not Link, and how he has magics, and how he was cool, and how he sent them home, or whatever. You can listen back to that episode. There's no reason to go over it again. I was definitely just looking at our episode description for Beak to the Future so I could figure out what was going on. <laughs> I don't even care about this episode. Yeah. It's fine. I mean, it's just recapping an episode of our episode, which recaps an episode of their episode. So right. We gotta get past that. It's very meta. Now we're in something I have an interest in. Right. Which is Wild Wing, I mean, Nosedive's Room. <laughs> yeah, so the ducks put the thingy in the closet and then they shut it so that uh, the talking head can be alone forever. Uh, and 
to cool down from the adventure that they had, Nosedive hops in his bunk bed with no lower bed. Now, imagine being whatever age we were at this point, 10, 11, how cool this room would have been to us. Jake, there's a, there's like an air hockey table. Yeah. There's a big screen TV with a sound system. I this mean, room it's still pretty cool to as me. hell. Yeah. I think there's a, is that a scoreboard over that goal? Yep. Uh, that TV is huge. And, and a basketball hoop and, I don't know, a Gatorade dispenser and a couch. It's pretty rad as hell. Yeah. And he's reading comic books. Because saving the world gets in the way of him reading comic books. Um, and then Borg starts talking to him from the comics. You know, because magic or something. Yeah. That, that is some Doctor Strange shit, though. Apparently his magic isn't strong enough to to do this, but it is. I don't know. He can't talk to him forever, and then he fades out of the comic. Most importantly, he tells him to destroy that amulet. Right. Uh, so Nosedive wakes up the rest of the ducks and they, uh, start talking about the amulet. Wildwing's like, we shouldn't destroy it without evidence. What if we need it or something? Also, I think he's worried that, what, it's magic, so it, who knows what could happen if you destroy it? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's a- Turns out nothing. That's a real concern. But then, Nosedive just says, well, I'll just contact Borg using Drake 1, and then he just does it. Yeah, apparently this thing can contact people through- dimensions sure why not i mean i I guess they're from a different dimension are they though aren't they i don't know i don't know either i think we thought they were but i don't know if they are they at least went through a wormhole but fucking borg just pops up on the screen what's weird to me is that drake one was able to get through the barrier and also we borg can see them and understands (laughs) what's happening yeah what's he looking at like did it just open a portal or something because like what, where's his focus? I don't understand. This Magic is actually, hard. He's not talking to them. This just happened to be a thing he was saying. <laughs> I would accept that. Borg says again, yeah, like I just told him, you need to destroy it. I don't know why we need to go through this again. I guess he's just walking around saying, destroy the amulet, destroy the amulet, in hopes that someone will have it <laughs> destroy it. Yeah, that's how magic works. You have to repeat a thing. Yeah. Um, and we cut over to a, a smithing plant that may or may not be abandoned. I don't know. And Astaroth comes through. He's got a little swirly thing and a magneto helmet. I mean, if this is where they are later in the episode, they refer to it as the old brickyard, which has been closed down for at least a year. Okay. So I Why guess would they, they have make... smithing tools there? Because they make bricks. Out of metal? Yes. Okay. I mean, even if they called it like the old pottery store, that would make more sense. With I don't know, all man. the clay stuff, they, they don't do. know what they don't know what's going on. They're not from here; they don't know what to call stuff. But uh, Astroth comes out of a swirly portal, and he takes a little guy out who he keeps calling his Humunculus, which uh, is gross. Like Humunculuses are are kind of gross. Well, this little guy's kind of gross. His name's Balthar. Yeah, you're gonna have pictures of a Humunculi. No, I'm just gonna double check their definition. It is a very small human or humanoid creature, um, He's a supposed microscopic but fully formed human being from which a fetus was formerly believed to develop. So they used to think that little people came out full, or were uh, like itty bitty microscopic and then they f- gradually get bigger, I guess. Well, this guy's little but not microscopic. Yeah. He's, you know, about shin height. I also understood it to be a sort of Frankenstein's monster that you needed like some sort of organic material inside of it to be a to make it animated. 
but I may not be remembering that correctly. Well, also, where these guys are from, maybe homunculus is just what you call someone, like how I would be like, what's up, dog? He'd be <laughs> like, what, what's up, my homunculus? Because he's not from here. That's true. His customs are different. Yeah. They're strange to you, so you don't understand them. Indeed. But Astroth's uh, magneto helmet is cracked. Yeah, he's wearing a magneto helmet. I don't remember him having that last time we saw him, but also I apparently don't remember that episode very it's much the, at all. It's the hat of Seth, or the helmet of Seth, is the what keep... he actually said. <laughs> the uh, closed captions will have you know that it is, in fact, Seth. Uh, you know, your old roommate Seth. <laughs> he wasn't great. That's how, he, that's how your helmet got cracked. Um, but Astroth decides that he's going to raise his allies of stone, which means that he yells that into the air and statues in the museum wake up. Well, three of them do. Yeah, that's fair. There's a centaur, there's Atlas, and then there's Vishnu, I think? Um, Which is a weird mix. Why was that Indian statue in there with the Greek stuff? But sure, why it's not? It's just the statue room. Okay, why is there only three of them? There was a fourth one in the background that didn't come alive. It looked Egyptian. Oh. Okay, cool. But uh, Atlas throws his globe through a wall, and then they all walk out. This museum organizes things weird. <laughs> this is just statue room. Sure. <laughs> We've only got four of them. We cut back to the pond. Tanya's shooting a gun at the amulet. It's just like an electricity gun. I don't know what it's supposed to do, but it it's like not she's working. Ghost busting it. It does. Um, but it doesn't work, and she says as much. Uh Apparently, it can't be destroyed because it's a magical object, which is how D&D rules work. Um, but then Officer Clegghorn calls them and says, hey, there's like statues that are alive. It seems like you guys would be able to deal with that. So Clegghorn is full-blown on their side now. I guess so. Also, I was thinking, wasn't Dennis Franz in NYPD Blue at this point? Like, what is he doing on this show? But... That show only started, like, in 94, and so they probably recorded this in, like, 95, early 96, so it probably wasn't, like, a huge success yet. True. So he probably wasn't, like, super rich from that. So he was on that until, like, 2002. I looked it up. I don't just know that. <laughs> sure. Just uh, wondering what Dennis Franz's deal was. I don't know. I, I cannot tell you. I, I have no information about Dennis Franz or NYPD Blue. I mean, I just gave you all the information you needed to know to make the same conclusions I made. Yeah, I didn't really listen, though. So Why? why? That's, this whole, that's the whole thing. That's what we're doing. You're a real son of a bitch. <laughs> Whoops. I've done it. I've angered him. Ugh. Sorry, you have to edit this, so it's you true. can listen to it then. That'll be fine. You can listen to my <laughs> theories about Dennis Franz then. <laughs> They're varied and deep. No, it's just the one. <laughs> so, There's like 15 <laughs> seconds of talking that you couldn't handle. <laughs> about a guy I don't know. You don't know anyone in this! Exactly! I keep it that way. That's I was able to delete episode 10 completely from my brain. <laughs> That's how you sleep at night, because yes. you don't think about these ducks. I'm going to purge my ram, Jake. He means uh. masturbate. <laughs> yeah. What did you the think? The second I, I walk out of this house, he has to empty his balls of the memories of this show. I don't know. Yep. I'm sorry. Everybody knows that balls are where the memories are stored. Yeah. And women have 13 extra bones. Men keep their, their memories in the balls. That's why they can't think when they're horny. Wait, go back to this extra bones thing? <laughs> So men and women are different, Jake. <laughs> Is that it? 
Yep. Okay. Anyway, Azeroth uh, standing on a widow's walk. I don't know <laughs> why this steel company or cement place or whatever has a widow's walk, but he's up there. To get from one side to the t'other. That's a catwalk. Widow's walk is for pacing and being sad. But he gives his helmet to his little goblin friend, who's a homunculus, and he's like, reforge this. And up to this point, I did not notice the cracks in it. I was like, why do you need to reforge uh, it? Yeah, it's I fine. I also wondered that. I was like, wouldn't that be worse for it? Yeah, because then it's not Seth's helmet anymore. It's your helmet. Uh, but then like the he, the little homunculus tosses it in a furnace and breathes fire on it, because apparently that's a thing he can do. Uh, and as it's lit up by the flames, you can see the cracks in it. Yeah, that makes sense then. Yeah. You don't want to put your am- amulet in a cracked hat. That's right. Even though that amulet could wish it whole again. Yeah. We find that out later, but It's shush. a wishing amulet. I guess. I don't think it was last time. I don't think it was either. I think it was just a magic thing that enhanced magic stuff. Yeah, I thought so too. It's been a minute though, and I can't be trusted to remember it. I mean, I guess if you're good at magic, you don't have to... It's like Harry Potter where you don't have to say the spell if you're really good at the magic. Sure. So maybe... You know, using that magic is Astroth wishing to use that magic. He's just good enough that he doesn't have to say, I wish for this to happen. That could be. Right? That's a theory that I had. It's sound. So Do you say that in that I made a bunch of sounds? <laughs> the words you said in the order you said them made sense. <laughs> Ooh, that doesn't happen often. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you remarked at how much editing I have to do with your speech problems. <laughs> just rearranging words. Yep. Into coherent sentences. Why would you do that? It's part of the charm that I <laughs> never know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. But uh, we cut back, uh, I guess, uh, at the end of the scene, Astaroth also animates a bunch of cement bags, and he's like, I'm going to make golems now. Yeah. And after that, we cut back to the museum, or at least the mall the museum's at. <laughs> uh, three ducks went out on motorcycles, and they are confronting the statues. Again, there's a centaur. Uh, Vishnu, who has four swords and four arms, and Atlas, who I guess is just strong. He already threw his world. And the centaur brings out his bow, which is also made of stone, and I wouldn't have thought it was string strung, but it is, and he shoots arrows at the ducks. I mean, the centaur has horseshoes on, so he doesn't (laughs) want clippity-clopping. It's a very authentic statue. The other three ducks are back at Drake 1 doing typing. I I forget. What are they doing? They're doing readings. But what are they looking for? Are they, are they looking... Because they already have the amulet. I think they're looking for... They have readings of some sort of magic or something. Okay. And they're gonna. They're like, oh, it's at the brickyard, because that's where uh, Astroth is. So. Right. But that dump's been closed for a year! It's surprisingly hard sometimes to follow exactly what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes I just turn my brain off because I get confused. I'm like, this is dumb. It moves at such a clip that if you like are distracted for a second, you're like, wait, how'd we get here? <laughs> yeah, my phone blinked once. And I was, oh, okay. They're... And I look, look back up and all of a sudden there's 17 ducks. Right. They're constantly changing locations. They're on different, you know, vehicles shaped like duck faces. <laughs> they're splitting up into different teams every few minutes. And Mallory and Tanya should have their name switched because it's so confusing. <laughs> no, it's not. It's just it their is. name. It has been for 23 other episodes. Right, and they should, they named them wrong for 23 episodes. They should have their names switched. It's not on them to make it easy for you. 
<laughs> that's their duck god given name. Sure. So uh we we uh we cut back over to the fight between the statues and the ducks and Mallory is the only one who loses her motorcycle when the centaur shoots it with a big stone arrow. He must shoot it in exactly the right spot to get it to blow up like that, right? I that stone arrow's not blowing up. No. Also the I would assume that individual arrows were not crafted and placed in that quiver. I so say I it's not blowing up, but as he shoots more around her, they are blowing up. Magic arrows. I guess so. Uh, Mallory jumps behind a dumpster. Wait, she jumps behind the fanciest dumpster you've ever seen. <laughs> it looks like a lunchbox. <laughs> One of those old-timey, like, domed lunchbox that flips up. It's from a hipster restaurant. Oh, is that it? It has to look fancy and uh, unique. Uh, of course, Duck Orange goes to engage uh, the four-armed sword statue uh, with his sword because he wants to do fencing. Because of course he does. Um, they're at a more or less stalemate. I, you wouldn't think so, because she has four swords and he has one. Right. She could totally just grievous him. That's exactly what I was going to say. Like, But, Nope. I guess she is just made of stone and not thinking. Uh, but Mallory draws the centaur over and she hops on his back after dangling from a sign and going unnoticed. She grabs his quiver, which seems like a good idea, but then she she just <laughs> runs around it basically and shoots it. She could have just shot it at any time. Because yeah. the puck that she shoots it with destroys it completely. She shoots it in the horse part, and you'd think that maybe just the horse portion would shatter. But no, the whole thing, the whole damn thing explodes. Yeah, he explodes real good. I don't know if it was an explodey puck or not, but it. why didn't you just do that? It seems very effective, and she should shoot the other two like that. Exactly like that. Uh, Grin's having a shoving contest with Atlas, and he gets thrown through a wall. A brick wall, which should have crushed his hollow bones but doesn't. Uh, Duck Orange stabs his statue to death, and she crumbles. Yeah, he barely looks like he taps her with that sword, and she yeah. just crumbles. Duck Orange's sword is real effective in this episode. Yeah, and the other sword he uses later. Yeah. He's, He's just a good swordsman. He gets lots of cool swords. Hard to hard to imagine why he was my, my favorite. Uh, it's because you love a purple jumpsuit. <laughs> it's true. And, and vague Gambit-esque uh, aspects. Uh, so Atlas continues walking off, having thrown the ducks to the side, and the ducks are like, well, I guess we'll just follow him? Oh yeah, because they want to kill him, but then one of, one of them, I don't know which they one. They want to know what he's looking for. Yeah, which makes sense. Although, you think they would have immediately been like, well, Borg says to destroy the amulet because Astroth is coming, and then all this weird magic shit happens. <laughs> Maybe he's looking for the amulet. But they're not good. They're... No. I mean, unless we're talking about playing hockey. Oh, and we're not. Then they're the best. Oh, we're not. Okay. They're good at hoarding. Fucking episode of the Mighty Ducks cartoon without dragons or hockey. I don't even know what this is about. <laughs> it's about magic eyeball amulets. <laughs> yeah. So Phil wanders into the, the Ducknodrome saying there is uh, photo shoots and press and stuff that he wants them to do. These fucking ducks are constantly going to photo shoots. I don't know why they would trust him at all, because he set up every adventure where they were like, we're doing a thing for charity, and then they got jumped by a bunch of dragons or robots or hipster mutants. Okay, so now I get why he has to keep setting up these photo shoots, because he's not getting paid for any of them, 
because they all turn into traps. <laughs> you set the trap before you pay anyone, and you don't have to pay anyone. Yep. Thirst. Uh, hockey shows, games are always sold out. Right? Yes. So I don't know. He's just bad at business is the problem. I think so. Probably got a terrible gambling addiction, and there's no way he's not doing a pound of cocaine a day. There is no way. He might be too fat. I, I don't Swear know about cocaine. No, he's wearing a suit where he hides his cocaine. He's actually a very thin oh, man in there. Okay. He's rail thin. <laughs> he does. He absolutely is dressed like someone with a gambling addiction. Yes. Like, the only thing, he just needs his tie to be loose. And his shirt to be unbuttoned. Yeah. Like a missing button on but one it, of the... But it's definitely damp. Like, even just in this cartoon, <laughs> oh, you can tell it's always for damp. for sure. He's, there's no way that this man is not just swampy at all times. Cool. Uh, but he picks up the amulet at random and starts futzing with it. And then uh, says aloud, I wish I had a million bucks for every time the ducks missed a thing. And then a million dollars shows up. Is it a million dollars, or is it a million dollars for every time they missed? I don't know. Would I don't know how many million dollars you can fit into a briefcase. That's a good question. What's the biggest denomination of bill you can have? I think there's a thousand dollar bill that's just for like bank transfers. But I mean, it's not just for bank transfers if it's being magicked there. So right, you can I just don't know. create them with magic. I I yes sure. How many thousands are in a million? Uh, like 999,000? No. <laughs> thousands are in a million. Knock three off, so 100,000? Are 100,000 thousands are in a million. So that's more than just in one of these piles of bills. Yes. Yes, maybe it is just a million dollars. But it's, I can't tell the denomination of the, of the maybe they're $10,000 bills. I don't fucking know. I... It's irrelevant. It's it's money. It's a briefcase full of money. Yes. Um, and Phil's like, oh, okay. I wish for a a beeper that's diamond, or a, a diamond studded beeper or something. He just says a diamond beeper, which, and it, and one shows up and it looks like a cassette and it's got diamonds studded in it. And then he's like, oh, I figured it out. Remem- this, remember, remember, wish beepers, rock. everyone. Yes, but only because I worked in a hospital. <laughs> do they still have beepers when you work there? They do. Um, when do I they worked, still now? I haven't worked in a hospital in a spell, so I don't you know. recently, se- semi-recently worked in one. It was like four to five years ago That's when I had semi-recently. one. Semi-recently. Hospitals have been around for a really long time. Mm-hmm. So you, that's just a fraction of their life ago. A sure. teeny tiny bit. Right, but they're constantly updating equipment and stuff. Not the poor ones. <laughs> True. Uh, when I was wearing, or when I did chemotherapy at Rush, I had to wear a beeper for people who were like, hey, did you make this? Yes. Did you check your fucking fridge? Because that's where it is. I have a question. Yes. Was it diamond? Uh, no. It was see-through green plastic. Oh, that's no fun. It was not. No, wait. That was the one at Riverside. It was regular, opaque, gray plastic. Either way, people used to wear beepers just around so people could call it. To tell them to call them. Yes. What a what a time. But Homeboy here has a cell phone, so there's no reason to have a beeper. Except for his bookie to find him. I mean, it's got diamonds on it, so Yeah. But he he puts he's obviously put it together that this stone will let him wish for things. So he grabs the briefcase and leaves, even though 
I mean, you could just leave. You can just wish for more money, I guess. Well, yeah, you'd leave and you'd go somewhere safe and you'd wish for more money. That's exactly... He does exactly what you would do. Is He says, I'm out. I'm retired. Yeah. Peace out, ducks. Hell with this. <laughs> Fuck these guys. <laughs> so we cut to the ducks and they've arrived at the brickyard. The old brickyard. Right. Uh, and they're just uh, wandering around and then they see, I don't know, molten lava coming out of somewhere. I do. It's the smelting machine that took gold, <laughs> that Goldfinger's brickyards have. Yeah. Smelting's for metal. Yeah, I said it's the one that took Goldfinger's penis when he was smelting gold. Gold member. Gold member, what I say? Goldfinger. Goldfinger. That's the real thing. Right. I don't think he had a gold finger. Like, gold member had a golden cock and balls. Yeah. <laughs> what a dumb fucking thing that was. Well, it was the third one. Yeah. The fourth one was only Mike Myers in it. What? What? Oh, you mean because he was going to play all the characters. I get it. Right. He's like, what are you talking about? There's a fourth one. But you were making a joke, but you don't understand the structure of jokes, so it's hard to tell (laughs) sometimes. Got me there. I 100% 100 cannot believe they have not made another Austin Powers at this point in our life. Especially with the revitalizations of old properties that have been happening. Right, yeah. Exactly. Like, they... I mean, I was going to say some of them saw minor success, but none of them have been particularly good. Yeah. But we cut over to where Atlas is walking uh, across a highway bridge. Um, and the ducks realize that he's heading towards the pond, so they want to go and intercept him. Because Grin, of all people, realized that he's going for the amulet. Duck Orange places a, a call to Wildwing to say, hey, this is happening, and... Uh, Azeroth is coming after the amulet, and Wildwing's a real dick about it. He's like, tell us something we don't know. Was it Bo-Rat? Borat? It might have been Bo-Rat. Uh, I'm just looking at movies that came out in 2020. Yeah. <laughs> movies Instead of attention. <laughs> movies that no one wanted or asked for. Well, may have asked for, but 10 plus years ago. Yeah. Uh, the other option, American Pie Girls Rule. <laughs> Apparently came out. Oh no, everyone was asking for that. Everybody loves American Pie. Remember how everybody was just fucking pies? I mean, I don't remember everyone else doing it, but I know how I spent my summer in 1999. Right. I've never seen that movie all the way through. Balls deep in a pie. It's not for you, Sky. I know it's not. That's why I haven't seen it. It's for people that enjoy joy. I don't know that that's true, because it doesn't... I've seen parts of it, and it's not entertaining. It's a fun little movie. It's... I did not care for. I yeah. think I've seen all of the second one. Because you hate. Yeah, I hate bad things. Um, it doesn't make you right when everyone else loves something and you don't. <laughs> I know. It also doesn't make me interesting, but it doesn't help the fact that I fucking hate that movie. Hmm. Well, I like it. Good. I'm glad for you. Glad you hurt my feelings for liking it. Yeah. You're a mean Good. man. Sometimes. Uh, <laughs> but there's... Uh, while we notices that Astaroth is standing on his widow's walk and commanding the molten clay, and they turn into weird golems that kind of have like an Egyptian headdress, and I don't know. Wh- I can't wow. believe it took twenty three episodes to get something that was accidentally kind of racist <laughs> uh, in that uh, in those early statues, and I think these golems probably are a little racist, right? I don't think so, because. He's not from regular Earth. 
That might just be a thing. Oh, okay. And they're only vaguely Egyptian, and he's never like, go my pre-mummies or whatever. You know, he's he just made big golems. If anything, golems are more entrenched in, like, Jewish culture. That's what I thought. But also everything I know about golems is from that one Halloween episode of The Simpsons, so... <laughs> And that one episode of Extreme Ghostbusters we watched. Oh, yeah. But he doesn't. He tells his golems to go get the ducks. Um, they try shooting him with pucks, and it doesn't work. Uh, Nosedive is like, well, let's use an explosive one. And that kind of works, but all of the golems, apparently, they're even though they were molten, their clay is still wet, I guess? Yeah, because um, magic. Yeah, uh, so they get exploded, but then they clay face back together, and they're fine. Um, and Tanya and Wildwing get taken hostage pretty quick. Tanya doesn't put up any kind of a fight, even though she's got a buzzsaw hand. <laughs> uh, and Wildwing gives a kick to one of them, which is the first time we've ever seen a duck throw a kick. But that's fine, I guess. Um, he also doesn't use his shield to help at all. Yeah, they have so many weapons that they're not using. <laughs> they could use their jet skates to escape. Um... Or any of their utility pucks things. Uh, N- Nosedive gets grabbed, but he picks up a stick and knocks the uh, the hand off of the golem. It's a very sharp stick. <laughs> yep. The, the clay-faceness of these guys just makes me think of how good Clayface is in the Harley Quinn cartoon. Mm. <laughs> He's very good. <laughs> I believe Alan Tudyk does the voice, so. Alan Tudyk does a lot of voices, and he's just a delight every yes. time. There, I've, there's never been an instance where it's like, ugh, Alan Tudyk. It's always like, oh shit, Alan Tudyk! Yeah. It's great. Even when he was just a chicken in Moana. It's a good chicken. <laughs> uh, so we cut the back... The only to... problem with that chicken is because that chicken goes on that trip, that cute-ass pig has to stay behind. That's true. I expected that pig to be a much more uh, relevant part of that movie. Me too, because it's the best thing you've ever looked at. Super cute pig. Yeah. I just keep a picture of it on my wallet, because I love... <laughs> just looking at it not even on your phone nope <laughs> i need it to be worth it right when i get my wallet out imagine maui eating that 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 pig instead of the, trying to eat the bird <laughs> just ate it one go because i'm a monster man i'm gonna go home and watch maui, uh, maui uh, Moana. <laughs> well i guess you would be watching maui as well i, I would uh there's a, a some myth where maui goes inside of some lady to become immortal and she uses her toothed vagina to clamp on him oh um you're thinking of moana too <laughs> they're writing that right now is that right um, i think they are they did announce a sequel to that so there's a slight chance that that could be true sky hmm. so watch out everyone <laughs> uh so we got over to the other ducks on the on the bridge of the highway and the ducks veer in front of him to stop atlas's path towards the duck and i'm gonna sneeze hold on do it do it do it do it no do it's it. just gonna die in my face ah boo burns wait oh oh <laughs> yuck my brain came out a little anyhow um mallory starts taunting him and he stops and punches a hole in the ground and falls to his death I don't know 
if that was his plan or if he didn't know he was on a bridge, but he... I mean, he is just a dum-dum statue. He probably didn't know he was on a bridge. I imagine he wanted, like, the ground to shake and crumble to them. And... That's what I expected to happen, but instead he just punches a hole and falls to town And to they just death. watch it happen. And then the ducks are like, yeah, huh. And then they go home. <laughs> They don't even check to make sure it's dead. They just leave. <laughs> uh, and the amulets, they get they get back and the amulet's gone. And I'm like, ah, God damn it, Phil. It's not in the vice they left it in. <laughs> yeah. Nosedive shows up and he's still got that hand attached to him. And he pops it off and it dissolves. And now they just got clay on their floor. Yeah, and Tanya's gone so they don't know how to work the vacuum. So it <laughs> just has to stay there. Yeah. But at least we have Nosedive, who's semi-good at technology, because he could type a couple of keystrokes and bam, right into alternate uh, Anaheim. No, 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 Sky. That's not what happened here. That happened earlier. Oh, yes. Okay. I was like, did you... Because this makes less sense than anything. Yes. Because in this instance, uh, Nosedive pulls out what I thought was a radio, but is a flat screen portable TV. Yes. Uh, He sets it down and... Borg's just just there? He seemingly sets it down on the Council of Drake 1, yeah. which he used to type type and, and talk to Borg before. Right. So maybe there's just already a magic hole there that'll I cross the boundaries. Yes, so. You put any screen near that area and it you can talk to Borg? Yeah. What did you just see? That very thing, and I suppose. They ask for help and Borg's just like, um, tell you what, why don't a couple of you come with me? Grab my hands, he reaches through the TV like he's the little girl from the ring, and then he brings Duck Orange and uh, Nosedive through. That is the flattest TV that has ever existed. Yep. It's basically a book that they <laughs> set up with a kickstand. It's the, it's the thickness of a calculator. It, yep. Ducks, future tech, and yes, magic. No. But then it has a little antenna on it. like. <laughs> well, yeah. Like a radio. <laughs> There wasn't uh, high-def TV yet, and you could still pick up uh, broadcast waves that way. Guess so. So that leaves Grin and uh, Mallory to deal with. At this point, I don't know. I guess... They gotta find the amulet. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they they announced that they're gonna go try and find the amulet. She says, if we lose any more teammates, we'll have to call this the Mighty Duck. (laughs) So she means if either one of them dies. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's more likely that Grin will just wander off. Yeah, because his, his guy is too expensive to do his voice or something. <laughs> Could be. Maybe he's harder to draw because he's so big, or more expensive to draw because he's so big. I don't see why that would be the case, because but Because you may. need more pencils, Sky. <laughs> God got me damn. there. You got me there. So we cut over to alternate Anaheim. I feel like we're going to get a fist fight before this episode's <laughs> over. I hope so. An audio fist fight. Oh no, Jake, don't punch me. <laughs> it's too late, my friend. I've punched you. Dan, how would fight. you like a knuckle sandwich? <laughs> fight over. Prepare for a knuckle sandwich. Ouch. Delicious. There was some mayo on that. <laughs> are we Are we still going to fist fight? No. Okay. We each got I've a le- shot in. I've learned my lesson. As have I. Let us continue in peace, my friend. No more, no more arguing over how expensive it is to draw a grin. <laughs> Well, I can't promise that. Yeah. 
Uh, Nosedive doesn't know what happened, even though he got pulled through a TV. Even though he explained what happened before earlier. He was part of the telling of the story. <laughs> yep. Uh, and Duck Orange is like, dude, we're in the alternate Anaheim. That's why it's dark here. Look, there's Borg. We can <laughs> see him. He's not in a, He's not trapped in a TV or a comic book. He's a, he's a, he's a little man in front of us again. We're somewhere else. Uh, and Borg's like, I'm going to give you the Starlight Sword because that's the only thing that can destroy the amulet. I should have told you that from the get-go. I really like in these uh, 90s cartoons, they assume someone has started watching after every commercial break. Yeah. So one character has to be really dumb at the beginning yep. after a commercial break so <laughs> everyone gets caught up. Doesn't matter which one. Who cares if it's not in their character? Yeah. It just someone needs to explain what's going on. They could have like done that in a way more organic way. Absolutely. <laughs> but instead, like it could have just been Borg saying, "Look, I pulled you through here because the Starlight Sword is." And then they could have gone from there, but instead it's just Nosedive being dumb, which is part of his character. Yeah, so. but also he I mean sometimes he's very capable, so I don't It depends. Yeah, it depends on what they need. This I feel like this show very much follows the formats of everything like that older people that grown-ups thought you know older people <laughs> the grown-ups <laughs> yep the grown-ups were like this is what a cartoon show needs it needs this and you have to do this and you have to do this mm-hmm. and they sacrificed some of the better storytelling yes for those things because it's hard some of these stories could work and be better yeah and then sometimes you just have a guy who punches a hole through a bridge and dies <laughs> This show sure did. What was he th- like? What was the goal? He just fell like thirty feet and smashed. The goal was the plot needed to move along, and they were done with those guys. Yeah, but they could have just shot him. He didn't have to yep. kill himself. There are lots of ways. <laughs> so odd. Um, I find it odd that uh, Borg knew exactly about this sword and didn't use it last time. Yeah, I and knew I exactly mean, where it was and how it was basically undefended. I guess maybe he's been doing more research since then. He may, in fact, have access to more stuff. So yeah, I was gonna say could he's he. They returned him to the throne. They said so. Yeah, I guess he got access to the maps where things are at. Mm-hmm. You know the things map. Yep. There's still ten minutes left of this fucking episode. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so Which translates back. into like 40 minutes of our episode. <laughs> yeah, we cut back to uh, the regular Anaheim, and Mallory is typing on Drake 1, trying to figure out what happened to the amulet. And like, uh, nothing unusual happened except for when Phil wandered in here. You gotta revoke his key cards. Yeah. That's what the problem is. So they realize it's the Phil. password. Uh, and then we cut back to the, the brickyard. Where the homunculus is taking the the helmet out of the fire, it has not been forged. It has just been heated. <laughs> He's done like he hasn't hammered it even once, and it, it looks pretty much exactly the same. And it is identical, except a, it doesn't have cracks now. A reforged for no reason. helmet would probably, you know, reforge implies that they would heat it up, smelt yeah. it down, like make it again. But here they just made it hot, and I guess that fixed it. Oh, and then he hands it straight to Astaroth. Yeah, we see him go from the forge to Astaroth, and Astaroth grabs it with both hands and does not burn himself, like even though it was no glowing thing. hot a moment ago. But it's fine. And he puts it on his head and continues to not burn himself. But then the helmet does glow really bright immediately after, as though it was hot, but it I don't know. 
It's all over the place. Look at Mallory type. <laughs> yeah, she's typing like... You know, like you type when yeah. you lift your hands yeah, fully off of a keyboard? typing as though she's playing a piano. I don't even think you you know, lift your hands that high off the piano when you do it. You shouldn't, but you can. She looks like fucking Kermit the Frog's legs <laughs> while he dances. That's how high her, leg, her fingers are coming up. Yeah, it's the most efficient way to type is like a Muppet. Yeah. Everybody knows that. <laughs> you mean blindly from underneath the floor? That's right. Um, so Mallory mentions how they snuck a homing beacon into uh, Phil's cellular telephone. Which I think is hilarious. They don't trust him. Yeah. They don't trust him to not fuck up, but they also gave him the keys to the fucking Dugnadrome. They're like an abusive boyfriend who just doesn't trust <laughs> Um Where'd you well, go after work? Where'd you go after work? Does it fucking matter where I went? <laughs> um, so I, I'm Phil. I have a wish stone. I can make whatever I want. I would not bring my cell phone with me. Why would I need it? You would just be done with everyone and everything you've ever known. If I want the, if I want to see you, I will just wish for you to come to me. <laughs> I guess will, that's true. And either a duplicate of you will arrive and we'll hang out, or uh, you will be summoned from whatever you're doing. Uh, and you'll be there to hang out with me. And I then... absolutely will keep my phone because what do, what do I hold and look at? <laughs> well, the, I'm on the, the amulet. And you're like, what else can I wish for? I just like looking at my phone. <laughs> you could wish for the internet to be in front of you like a, a scroll wheel. Yeah, that's just my phone. It's just little and it fits in my pocket. You could imagine. You could wish for the internet to be in your head so you can just look. Guess. Um, I already have it. Uh, Phil would not have taken his phone. Is all I'm saying. Especially because his phone doesn't have the internet on it. That's right. It's just his barely sh- makes phone calls. It's just it's a shitty brick phone. Yeah. Um, Fuck it. It's probably more trouble to bring it because it's so heavy. <laughs> to find the special power cords for it. <laughs> yeah. It's one of those backpack ones. <laughs> like they had in World War Two. Yeah, yeah. The crank on it. Uh, so they found Phil because he brought his cell phone with him to the beach. Uh, we cut back to the brickyard, where Estroth has sprouted wings and is flying around cackling, as you'll do if you're evil. He also knows where the amulet is and is going to retrieve it. Uh, so Phil's on the beach. He's got several briefcases full of cash around him. Very inconspicuous, keeping it low-key. He's got a shitty Hawaiian shirt on. I say shitty not because it's bad, but be- like Halloween or Halloween... Not because Hawaiian shirts are shitty. It's It looks like a cow pattern, and there's only two pink spots in yeah. a field of purple. <laughs> it's a very weird shirt. It looks more like someone spilled bleach on him than it is a yeah. Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> and he's got two ladies around him. One of them is serving him a drink, and the other is using a palm front to fan him. Both are wearing pretty modest swimsuits, which is kind of nice of him. Because we will find out that he conjured these ladies. Uh, Which brings up some weird ethics questions for us. Yes, that we won't get into on the podcast for, you know, fear of uh, FCC regulations. You know what I find odd is that Phil didn't wish to look different or maybe get rid of his beer gut. I mean, he's a man who's comfortable with himself. Yeah, I guess so. He is wearing that amulet like a medallion now. Like a fucking time stone. Yeah. (laughs) Like an Eye of Agamotto. It really, yep, you nailed it. It looks like that exact prop. Uh, I I told Sky this while we were watching it. I would not wear that on a necklace. That would be firmly implanted in my butt. Because <laughs> I would be very afraid of someone trying to take it from me. I would wish for it to be uh, harmlessly inside my body. 
Like, I wish that this was just in my chest so I can make wishes whenever. Do you, do you think you could wish that only you could make wishes on it? I don't know. That way, it no. seems to change allegiance with whoever's holding it. Right. So you have to you have to add that function to it, I guess. Right. Maybe. Could you do that? Well, you, I mean, but if it's a far know. enough distance away, your wishes disappear. Right. I don't know how it works. We don't get a lot of explanation of this. <laughs> wish I think going. we've explained more of how it works than they <laughs> do. Yeah. Uh, now I wouldn't take the briefcases full of money to the beach with me. I I know that. Right. I mean, he can always wish for more, but it, you're calling a lot of attention to exactly. yourself. And one of them like, is just open. Yeah. Like the rest have cash sticking out of them, but one of them is just overflowing with cash. Yeah, I would also take the time to tidy the money up so it's not sticking out of the briefcase. That would drive me nuts. Also, walk to a fucking airport holding three briefcases and see if that doesn't draw attention. <laughs> At that point, you should just get some luggage. Yeah. But even then... One duffel bag would hold all of this money. (laughs) It's going to raise some questions, but then you can just wish for a private jet. Or wish to be wherever you want it to go. Or pay for a private jet because you have all this money. I guess that would work. I guess if you have all these wishes, why are you wishing for money when you just wish for the things you would buy with the money? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Like, in a second, he'll just wish for a yacht. Because while it's nice to have ladies around, what if we had ladies and a yacht? It's true. Uh, I don't know if yachts have sails, but it is a sailboat. Yeah, I think it's just a sailboat. He calls it a yacht. What does he know? Uh, He's dumb. I guess in his heart he wanted a sailboat. That's why he got a sailboat. (laughs) Makes sense. But um, Mallory and Grin find him, and they run out, and they're like, Hey, give us the damn stone that you stole from us, you asshole. And he says no. And Mallory pulls a goddamn gun on him, and I'm like, Finally, kill him! (laughs) Uh, but he accidentally wishes that her gun would disappear. Apparently, you don't need to touch it like he had been to make wishes. You can just say a thing and it'll happen. But he doesn't wish for Mallory or Grin to uh, suddenly be in bathing suits or show him their feet or whatever whatever he's into. All the things Sky wished. <laughs> That's right. At that he exact really moment... You see Grin in a Speedo. <laughs> that, that duck's got abs. Hey, stay out of my goddamn sketchbook, Jake. <laughs> Um, you're, drawing, <laughs> you're drawing the Mighty Ducks like uh, their X-Men centerfolds from the 90s, <laughs> just on the beach, playing Really volleyball. terrible proportions. Yeah. Um, Astro <laughs> shows up. Why were there so many drawings of the X-Men at the beach then? I don't know. There's a, have you, I'm sure you've seen the drawing of the Avengers where everybody, like Iron Man has swim trunks on over his Iron Man suit and everybody's wearing their masks and like no shirts. It's fucking weird. I think I have seen that, yes. I mean, it's so you know who's which because they all look identical. (laughs) Because they're just people. Right. But it's it's so weird to see Captain America wearing his mask and swim trunks. Well, you don't want someone getting your secret identity. Right, but I mean, at some point you're gonna have to explain those tan lines. (laughs) Around your eyes and mouth. Just imagine having a mask on, but it's wet. <laughs> you were taking a <laughs> swim. Uh, so Astroth shoots the ducks with the fireball. Uh, they hit the ground. And they're pretty much down for the count. He goes over and he grabs the amulet from Phil. Using magic um, to, you know, petrify Phil. Which is something we've all wanted to do. Phil should have just hurried up and wished for this guy to be dead. Yeah, or wish for him to be cool and not kill him. Uh, but Astroth grabs the thing, 
he leaves and immediately all the stuff that Phil wished for disappears. The girls, the cash, the car. He had like a, a Rolls Royce parked. And the ducks wake up and they're, they notice that Phil's been petrified. And they're like, I guess we'll take him. And so they just got a Phil statue now. Meanwhile, back in uh, alternate Anaheim, Borg has led Nosedive and Duck Orange to some weird cavernous place. Uh, it's a lair of a Minotaur, and uh, the Star Sword's there, just in a stone, you know, episode, like every sword that's magic. This episode's got all of the, like, mythical monsters in it. It really does. We got, you know, a Homunculus, we've got a Phil, we've got a Minotaur. All of them are in here. I guess there was a Centaur also. Mm-hmm. Atlas was just a guy. Yeah, but a very strong one. He's a Titan. This holds up the world. Hercules once took over for a little bit, and then he tricked Atlas into taking the world back, because Atlas didn't want to keep holding it. Or could you blame him? Nah. Seems boring. Hercules was like, hey, the stars are real prickly. Can I get a pad? Can you take this for a second? I'm going to get a pad for my neck. And Atlas was like, yeah, I got you, bro. And then Hercules was like, you dumb bitch, I tricked you. It's exactly how it went. So the Minotaur shows up, and he's like trying to steal the star sword, huh? Uh, and Nosedive does the logical thing and just sh- tries to shoot him to death immediately. Yeah. Which makes sense. It doesn't work, Minotaur's but he tried. Like, I'm just trying to do my job. Stop shooting me. Yeah, he's just a blue-collar worker. Uh, we jump back to the regular plane. Astaroth uh, has flown back to the brickyard, and he's all horned up to plug the jewel into the helmet. I don't know why he didn't do that immediately, but he does it now. It Nothing happens immediately, which is strange. Uh, but then he does call... Like the shadow realm or something? The dark realm. The dark realm. Or dark dimension, I think, actually. I don't know. It's definitely dark. He starts turning spires into evil spires, and he's going to bring this miserable world to the dark zone. Oh, dark zone. Okay, we, we were, were both wrong. wrong. And it's got, like, a thorn grove, like in Sleeping Beauty, after Maleficent loses her shit. It's strange. It looks like a He-Man castle. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why he wants to bring this world to that world. Because he doesn't seem to like this one. And I guess the Dark Zone is better because he does go there at the end of the episode. Maybe we've just got better food in this zone, so he wants well, pizza. I mean, we definitely have soft pretzels. I don't know what they got there, but it probably isn't soft pretzels. Sometimes they put pepperonis in those soft pretzels. Or hot dogs. Oh, goddamn man. delicious. Looking at you, Auntie M. Um, so Mallory and Grin show up at the haunted spooky castle. Uh, and they have to fight some golems. And Mallory's like, what if I just use my thermal puck? And she turns a dial and she shoots a fire puck at the the golems. They harden and then shatter. Yeah, they, well, she shoots it inside of them. Uh, which didn't seem to be a thing that could happen before, was it? I think all the previous pucks bounced off. That's yeah. what I thought. Except for the explodey puck, which hit the ground and exploded them. Yes. But whatever. Uh, we jump back to alternate Anaheim. The Minotaur is continuing to be like, look, it's just my job. Don't take the sword. It's my job to make sure that sword stays there. My boss will yell at me. Can you guys be cool for like a minute? I'm really sorry, but I will have to murder you for this. Um, And then Duck Orange runs over and cuts a a huge stone pillar in half with his sword. And it crushes the Minotaur a little. It's like, why can't you just use use your sword, man? It's real good at it. Yeah. Uh, The Minotaur gets back up and they... Uh, shoot tether pucks at him and he gets tied up he's like did you win now 
I don't know what the parameters of victory are. I mean, getting the sword, I think. Okay. And they do. I, don't, I just didn't know if it was like DC versus Marvel. Marvel's Marvel in the 90s rules where if your enemy is incapacitated for even a second, you win. And then you become Dark Claw. Sure. <laughs> no, the, that was a side effect. That was an accident when, oh. the, uh, when the, a draw was called, even though Marvel won. <laughs> um, but Duck Orange runs over the sword and stone. He pulls it and um, he now has the star sword. And it actually is a pretty cool design. It's got like a four-pointed star burst for the hilt, um, or the cross guard, I guess. And then there's a star emblem in the tip of the blade. It's pretty cool. Um, and then Borg's like, great, now go home and destroy the amulet. I helped, I guess. Uh, <laughs> we cut back to the real world. Astaroth no longer needs his stone golem, so he's, he kills them himself. And then he yells at the duck, so he's going to kill them too. He turns them to stone. So Grin and Mallory are stone now also. Uh, Tiny makes a stupid joke about the phrase duck rocks and how it has a whole new meaning now. You know, like from the theme song. Yeah. I don't... They're not like the Ninja Turtles where they're constantly screaming their own slogans. <laughs> so it's it's weirder that uh, she would make that comment. Well, no one had made a comment about this just being a show uh, in a while. It, yeah, there it was earlier. Mallory made one, but about it being Mighty Duck. But Wait, uh, is that is that a reference to the show, or is that just the name of their team? Uh, their hockey team for sure. Right. So okay. that's, yeah. I, I thought that was just a reference to their team. Uh, okay. Hard to say. I didn't put that together, but it we'll does make sense. We'll get the writers on the phone. We'll ask. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But uh, Mallory and and Wildling are just chained up still. Except it's Tanya. Yep, sure is. Their names should be switched is what the problem is. I don't think that's true. <laughs> so, uh, Duck Orange and Nosedive come flying through the air. Uh, apparently, like, you can just cut through reality yeah, with that fall, sword. They fall out of a golden vagina in the sky. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it gave birth to them. It sure did. What is giving birth if not a baby falling out of a golden vagina? That's true. <laughs> no, really, we're asking. Please write it. A lady's body just rips in half and a baby falls out. <laughs> Ask anyone. But specifically the two of us. <laughs> so Duck Orange is like, hey, we're going to kill your amulet. And Azeroth says, nuh-uh. And he turns into a dragon like he did last time, but with a, a third horn that's the amulet. Yeah. Apparently they know that they have to cut that horn off because it's green. That's his Zelda glowing weakness. So, um, <laughs> Duck Orange asks Nosedive to keep him distracted, and uh, I'll I'll take care of the rest. So, Nosedive does the most logical thing in this He-Man Tower. Uh, he finds a regular ass pickup truck, and he just hops in there and drives around. Uh, I wouldn't even call it regular ass. It's like old timey. It's like a '40s style pickup truck. It looks like the pickup that uh, Donatello and Casey Jones put back together yeah. in the first Ninja Turtles, except it's colored one color instead of spotty green. Uh, honestly, it's the pickup truck that you see at Christmas time that has a Christmas tree in the back, <laughs> but it's black instead of red. Right. But he just starts driving around. There's keys in it. I don't know what it was doing there, why it was there, who it belongs to. Um, and then Duck, Duck Orange is. Uh, on a tower and he's like i'm gonna stab you with this and then he cuts the 
universe, I guess, with it, with his sword, and it shoots light and knocks the dragon down, and he jumps from very high up and cuts the horn off of the dragon's head. Uh, the horn hits the ground and transforms back into the amulet, and Duck Orange just cuts it with the sword. It was Instead of keeping it to make wishes like an idiot. Right. It was very easy to destroy, after all. Uh, well, because he had the magic sword. We didn't see him try to swing with the old sword, though. That's true. They we just saw Tanya shoot it with gun. electricity. Yeah. And uh, rocks aren't conductive, so it makes sense that, <laughs> that it wasn't doing anything. Yeah. Whoops. We didn't see them try anything. We, they should have shown uh, doing one other thing, like with a drill or something. Shooting it with bullets. <laughs> yes. Or with a hammer or something. A gun that shoots hammers. Ah, the old hammer gun. Yeah. Nosedive runs over and takes the helmet off and yells hat trick, even though that's two things instead of three things. But it was a hat, as Jake pointed out. Yeah. But whatever. So uh, Duck Orange cuts that in half, too, because fuck you, man. If you got something that cuts magic things in half as easy as the star sword, you cut all the magic things you can. Here's the thing. When you're holding a sword, all of your problems are solved with a sword. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and when you're holding a sword, all you want to do is sword things. I can attest to that. Um, but then Astaroth flies into the dark zone, and the homunculus follows him. I, I guess that's over. And then <laughs> Duck Orange walks over to uh, Wildwing and uh, Tanya and very casually waves his sword into the chains, and they're free. So casually. It's, he's, it's <laughs> it looks it, like a second thought. It, he just it waves almost... it gradually it almost looks like he's not even cutting it more he's using it as a magic wand yes um and then they're like well mallory and grin are petrified do you think your sword will fix that and duck orange is like fucking i don't know man and then he taps them with it and sure enough it fixes their petrification and they're not dead which is weird well they were probably dead before but now they're back to life <laughs> a resurrection sword yes. eh? it's the opposite of what a sword's usually for because you get turned to stone, you're dead. You're I would assume dead. so. I mean, all of your functions stop. So right. legally speaking, you're definitely dead. Uh, so the day is one. We go back to the Ducknerdrome. And they're debating about leaving Phil as a statue or not. Of them, Duck Orange is the one who's voiced the most disdain for Phil, I think. But he decides that he uh, isn't going to let him remain a statue. So, he wants to kill him on his terms. <laughs> That's fair. He gives him a little tip-tap with the sword, and then explains that the, the wish stone is broken, and Phil's like, oh man, I'd rather be stone than this. I had riches and girlfriends and stuff, and it's like, you made all of that? Nobody actually cared about you. Who cares? That's true. I don't give a fuck what everyone thinks about me if I have a wishing stone. It's true. Anyone wants to tell me what they think about me? I'll wish them dead. <laughs> oh, what's that? I wish that f wings would sprout from your asshole and you have to fly away by your lower intestine. <laughs> um, I'm glad you thought about that. <laughs> uh, Duck Orange puts his newly found extremely powerful and extremely handy sword into the uh, the mementos vault and then they just put it away forever. And that's the end of the episode. Jake. What? What was the most terrific part? Ooh, um, there were lots of turtleific parts in this. I think it would just have to be that there's a wishing stone, and I want a wishing the, stone. That they just had. Yeah, this whole time. Did nothing with. 
That's pretty neat. I, I, I severely want a wishing stone, I can tell you that. <laughs> I'm right there with you. What about you, Sky? I like the Star Sword. I think it was a pretty good it, design. It was neat. And it also apparently can maybe grant wishes, or at least undo them. It can undo wishes. Or uh, undo magic, I guess. Because it reversed petrification for really no reason or explanation at all. But yeah. That's fine, I guess. I guess so. Who was the most likable or effective character? I guess we'll have to go with uh, Duke Lorange. He's pretty good. He, you know, he he got the sword that did the thing that was the objective of the episode. Yeah. So, good for Duke. Yeah, he had a good run. I'm going to give it to the Minotaur, because he was like, I just, I'm just doing my job, man. He was a sweetie. He, he didn't want to do it. He apologized for attacking them. Yeah. He's like, and then he got tied up, and that was it. He's like, cool, I'm out. I'm going to go get a beer. Do you guys want yeah. anything? See ya. See ya, fellas. Good luck with that sword. <laughs> he seemed like a good dude, is all I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, so, Jake, what'd you do for Pop Culture Palette Cleanse? Well, Sky, I got all caught up on Captain America and the Winter Soldier, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, whatever it's called. And it's fine. It is. It's um all the parts of Captain America movies where you're like, boy, I can't wait until Captain America does some fun stuff again. Yeah. I just... was... I... I realize that I'm not supposed to like Walker, but I don't like him for not the right reasons. Like, I think his costume is stupid and his underbite bothers me. Uh, his costume is stupid on purpose. Yes, uh, I know. Have you seen that Twitter thread all about uh, the design choices? It's very interesting. I have not. I'll find it and I'll send it to you. Cool. But, like, even just, like, the size of the eyes where he looks out uh, on it, like... They were like, well, they're a lot smaller, so his worldview is narrower than the, the big, wide, narrow view of Steve Rogers. And I was like, mm-hmm. hot damn. Look at all this. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm very aware that it's on purpose. It, right. It's just effective, but it, for It's just reasons. interesting to read uh, all the things that someone who knows what they're talking about. Yeah. And I know that it's not the actor's fault that he has an underbite, but his underbite bothers me. Well, his dad is Kurt Russell's guy. Is that right? Yeah. And he's ego, so you better watch out. Who's Ego? The Living Planet. Oh, okay. Oh, I thought you meant like his son was Ego. I don't think he is. No, he's Santa Claus. His yeah. dad is Santa. <laughs> he's also uh, Bert something from uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Yes. He drives the Pork Chop Express. Uh, also, wasn't his name the last thing that Walt Disney wrote down? I don't know. I think it is. I think it was Kurt Russell. That's the last thing Walt Disney wrote down before he died. What a weird factoid. (laughs) What an ominous thing for you if you're Kurt Russell. (laughs) Yeah. I'm 90% certain it's Kurt Russell. Uh, Disney just knew he was going to be a a star. So he wrote down his name or something. (laughs) Weird. Yeah. Uh, What were we talking about? Oh, that show. and Winter Soldier. Yeah. It's pretty good. It's good. Um, I had gotten behind because I care more about Invincible. Yeah. And uh, so Katie and I caught up today, but, um, or yesterday, you really got to stay off Twitter if you're going to not watch them. <laughs> you find out people get decapitated, <laughs> even though you're not specifically sure who. So you spend the entire uh, fourth episode going, oh, is he going to get decapitated? Is it? Oh, is this it? No. Okay. And then when it's happening, you're like, I think it's happening now. Mm. And then it happens. Yeah. Battlestar gets a rough go. Yeah. But yeah, that's good. But more importantly, Sky. Is it Invincible and how it's good? Oh, yeah. Well, that is also good. Um, that goes without saying. I watched Invincible. <laughs> Love it. 
I hope it goes on forever. Agreed. It won't, though, because there's not that much comic. Right. And they are combining a lot of storylines. Yeah. Um, I have a, a hypothesis where they didn't know if they're going to get another season. So, like, let's cram a whole bunch of stuff in. Uh, probably. This makes sense. Like, we know about Invincible, but the general public probably does not. Yeah. I mean, hopefully at least it gets a second season. Yeah. I'm sure it will. Super great. Uh, but more importantly than that, um, I watched all three Star Wars Robot Chickens. <laughs> Uh, and those are all wonderful. I love them. Everyone I know is dead. <laughs> that one's good. Manners of their own award, gentlemen. <laughs> Am that's, I the only one who took my shoes off? That's so good. It's very good. All of it. That um, one where the Bantha w- is, with one arm is trying to get gas. and oh, Luke is, Oh, I say Bantha, didn't yeah, I? That's, that's, a, a that's a riding horse. It's um, riding elephant. Whatever. Uh, yeah, that one's... That's really good. <laughs> it's... It being basically dialogueless is terrifying. <laughs> you can feel it in your bones. The only dialogue is him sighing. <laughs> or grunting and, and <sighs> just annoyance. <sighs> <sighs> I, hi- I highly recommend. They're um they're all on HBO uh Max. I just have the DVDs. Well, I have the DVDs too, but I wouldn't have watched them if they weren't on HBO Max. So <laughs> Spoiled. I have, I think I have two and three. I don't think I have the first one on DVD, but Weird. I have two of them. Yeah. Um, well, I bought the third one because we were obsessed with the third one for a really long time. It lived on the DVR. It was very good. <laughs> it was very good. My brother signed up for HBO Max, so I ah. used his sign-in to watch them. Because <laughs> I convinced him uh, to just shut up about going to the movie theater and seeing Kong versus Godzilla mm. and just sign up for HBO Max. <laughs> I'm one of 13 Jedi in the whole galaxy that is on the council, but today my job is to go get the pizza. <laughs> now, Yadel, I'm going to have to need to use your car. Yeah, your poop is very good at that. <laughs> Do- he doesn't speak in the actual trilogy, does he? No. So we don't know that he's a Julius stereotype? He just, he just sits behind them and looks around. <laughs> he's you a Kaminoan? Kaminoan? No, he is not. He's something else. Just has a different Q-tip head. Yep, there are several Q-tip head monsters. Why wouldn't um, there be? But yeah, that's the most important thing I did was watch all those robot chickens. I just want to talk in that voice. <laughs> I mean, you can. But... I know I shouldn't though. Uh, I I watched Invincible. I didn't do a, a lot. You watched Auntie Donna's Big Old House of Fun. Oh yeah, I found this, uh, this new sketch show. I don't I know if you know about it. Kill you. It's uh, called Auntie Donna's Big Old House House of Fun. I have been it's a bunch talking of about Australia Australian fellows for years. <laughs> Who um, Everyone just did a sketch show? I will and kill you. YouTube dared me to watch a bit that they did. That was like the first part of the first episode, uh, where Wait, everything did, is a drum. Did you watch just the the version from the show, or did you watch? Was it a the sketch from before? The uh, YouTube one. I think the, the YouTube one was exactly the one from the show. Oh, okay, because they've been doing everything's a drum for a, a while. But well, everything's a drum. Yeah, fifteen years ago, Jake. <laughs> it's. Very funny, and I love everything's a drum. Yeah, they um, they take it in weird directions, which uh-huh. is delightful. It's very absurd. It uh, I love the SWAT team song. <laughs> yeah, actually, all of the songs are pretty good. The one uh, that fourth episode uh, that I watched because you were talking about the show to me, <laughs> uh, with the uh, is everything's relatable. I really like that <laughs> with the French guy. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. Um. Yeah. 
But yeah, you should check it out, Jake. It's a really good sketch show. I will kill you. Um, they have a whole album of songs, Sky. Neat. It's very, it's very good. And they also had Reka Shankar from College Humor and Dimension Twenty. Yeah, she was a SWAT girl. Yeah, a SWAT SWAT. Yeah. Um, she played Maggie in a uh, a one shot, not really a one shot, but like a a, a short mini series on Dimension Twenty. She played a tiefling barbarian. She was very good at it. Very funny. Well, like that's her. good. I like Auntie Donna. Yes, that's very good. As I've been saying for a long time. <laughs> but I'm glad you watched it and enjoyed it. Yes, it was very good. Because now more people will watch it. And uh... I, don't, I think you're overestimating my influence, but maybe. Well, I mean, I watched another episode of it because you did. So. Okay. <laughs> um, but I need a second season of it, so... <laughs> Yeah, six episodes is a small amount of episodes. Yeah, but for something like that, where you're like, where there's no a lot it. that goes into it, I'm sure. Yeah, and uh, Kristen Schaal as the fucking washing machine. Yep, like, <laughs> they had a lot of pretty big names. Yeah, in there. Weird Al's in it. Yeah, uh, just for a minute. I I don't think he has lines, but he's there. No, he has the he introduces the the spooky episode. Oh, does he? Yeah, that's. Weird I Al. didn't realize that was Weird Al. Okay. There was a different sketch where they were like <laughs> replacing one of the guys with Weird Al. Uh, that sounds. It was like right. a cutaway. I don't. Rem- I I need to rewatch it because I don't remember everything. I really like when they uh, one of them is playing a character, but they need to talk to that one. So there's a mannequin. <laughs> He's a mannequin. It's pretty good. It's very funny. <laughs> um. Oh, also, I found an action figure of my dad, Stanley. So he uh, gets to live on my shelf now. That's pretty cool. It's a good action figure. It is good. He, we that's what made us talk about Robot Chicken so much. Is uh, he looks like a Robot Chicken? Well, and doll. I had just watched Robot Chicken. It was it was just a, a good coincidence that that's you got fair. a little Robot Chicken man, and <laughs> I watched Robot Chicken. That's true. Robot um, Chicken. But yeah, I I'm sure there was more, but fuck if I recall. I I read like ten comics of uh, the Amazing Spider Man because I'm. I don't know, 30 comics behind. God so damn I'm it, try, guy. Trying to get through it. Trying to get caught back up. There's so much to get through. Spider-Man's got a new costume, and I, you know, don't know why, so I got to get there, but <laughs> I'm 60 comics behind. Um, we got the rest of today. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's probably it for this week. Uh, thank you guys very much for listening. Um I don't like the way you say probably. You need to be confident, guys. That's it for this week. That's all you're fucking getting. I worked retail far too long to commit to anything when <laughs> speaking to someone. Well, if those days are over, Sky. This is your podcast, goddammit. <laughs> and I'll say what I fucking want, Jake. I'm trying to help you here. <laughs> so that's, that will probably do it for this week. Son of a bitch. And uh, you can... <laughs> Just angry and non-committal. Follow the show uh, failed pop culture with no e at the end you can email the show at popculturefailure at gmail.com you can follow me I'm at sandwich surplus I'm a midwest love of air and uh, we'll be back next week with duck hard or har- which um it's about duck boners right corkscrewy duck boners uh, absolutely corkscrewy yeah it's icky uh, but very thank you guys very much we'll see you next week uh, defund the police and black lives matter and stay frosty everyone Let's hear it for the money ducks Time to rock and roll